0: Live
1: And welcome to Bobberty Live on this December 23rd. Can you believe that we're just a couple of days away from Christmas? Can you believe that we're just a few days away from the end of the year? I welcome you. Now, to those of you listening in Tampa, Florida, and to those of you listening in Washington, D.C., you might be prone to say... I don't recognize that voice coming through my radio. Well, that's because today we have the privilege, the honor of simulcasting. Don Crow, my dear friend in Washington, D.C., is away from the microphone. And so I have the privilege of sitting in for Don on WAVA 105.1 FM. But my also good friend, Bill Bunkley, and and by the way, both of these gentlemen really are dear friends of mine. I've traveled around the world with both of these guys. Uh, Bill Bunkley down at WTBN in Tampa is away from the microphone as well. So we have, through the magic of modern technology, linked all three radio stations together. And so we are simulcasting. On WRFD, 880 AM and 104.5 FM in Columbus, Ohio. WTBN, 570 and 910 AM in Tampa, Florida. And WAVA, 105.1 FM in Washington, D.C. So to all of you, wherever you may be listening, welcome. And a merry two-day-before-Christmas. Merry, merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas. You know what, today, if you if you would like to, uh, a little bit, maybe not right this minute, because I've got a story I want to share with you that is just bizarre, strange, insane, and evil. I mean, it is. But today, you might want to share one of your favorite Christmas memories with our audience. You can share it with people in Florida, Ohio. And in Washington, D.C., you don't have that opportunity very often. If you would like to share a favorite Christmas memory, give me a call. Here's the number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Really easy to remember, 877-BOB-LIVE. Or if you're alphabetically challenged, as I am 877-262-5483. Eight seven seven two six two two fifty four eighty three. All right, here's something that I, I say on my program constantly. When you follow biblical principles, and by the way, those are natural principles. Why? Because God created nature. If it's natural, it is biblical Because God is the one who thought up all of this nature stuff. Anyway, if you follow biblical principles, there is clarity. You may not even like them, but there is clarity. You know right from wrong, good from evil. You know that. Once you reject biblical principles, which includes nature, there is nothing but confusion. Please remember that. Biblical principles, clarity. Right, wrong, good, evil. You reject those, you have nothing but confusion. Absolute confusion. Here is an example. This is from a secular publication, not some right-wing Christian publication. And here's the headline. Get this. Transgender man who gave birth slams nurses who called him mom. Yeah, this individual who is uh, from—how do I say this tactfully—who is from the waist up a man, born a woman, born a woman, and is still biologically a woman and chromosomally a woman— but had surgery to make the top half a man. So she desperately wanted to be a he. But she didn't want to give up the ability to give birth. So she wanted to become a he, but she didn't have the other half altered. Okay, And she, identifying as a he, got pregnant and had a baby. And constantly in the hospital, the nurses, the attendants, and others kept saying, Mom, Mother, made her furious because she who is identifying as a he, gave birth because she is still a she, is furious because people would not refer to her as him. Are you confused? Uh, What did I say? You reject biblical principles. You have nothing but chaos. Here's what this individual said, and I quote, No one can ever really know whether having children is possible until you try. That's an intentional pause. I wanted that to sink in. Let me read that to you again. No one can ever really know whether having children is possible until you try. Uh, Well, men don't have children, so it wouldn't do any good to try he she went on that's why it's so important that we stop defining womanhood in terms of motherhood yeah furious at others and it gets more bizarre i'm not going to not going to bore you with the rest of the story but think about this poor child This poor child is going to be taught that the child's father gave birth. Can you imagine the abuse towards that child?
0: Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: And welcome back to Bob Brittany Live. Welcome to our listeners in Columbus, Ohio, Washington, D.C., and in Tampa, Florida. I'm going to go to the phone lines because I mentioned before the break, maybe I'd love to share your favorite Christmas memory or one of your favorite Christmas memories. I'd love to hear other people's Christmas memories. And We've got a lot of news to report. We've got a lot of heavy stuff we can talk about. And uh, we'll get to a lot of that news as we go through the program. But um, I think we can lighten things up a little as well. And I'm going to go to the phone in just a moment. But let me make just one more comment about the story I was talking about before the break this transgender uh, individual, this woman who identifies as a man gave birth to a baby and is now furious that the people in the hospital referred to her as mom because she identifies as uh, uh, he. And you know, I mean, I'm concerned about what an individual does, but I'm very concerned about the people around them. In this case, a child. This individual has brought into the world a child, and this person is going to tell this child, I am your dad, but I gave birth to you. Now, can you imagine the confusion? Can you imagine how difficult it's going to be for that child in school, through that child's entire life, trying not only to understand it themselves, but to explain it to everyone else? And you see, here is the bottom line for this transgenderism. And by the way, there is no scientific evidence whatsoever that transgenderism even exists, and I won't go into that. I've done that many times, but there isn't. There is no scientific evidence whatsoever. It's narcissism. It's me, what I want, what I want, and I don't care what anybody, I don't care what my child will have to face. I don't care. I want what I want, and that's the only thing that's important. And that is the fallen human nature. All right, much more I could say about it. But I mentioned uh, you might want to call and share favorite Christmas memories. And I've got Jack in Logan, Ohio. And uh, I believe Jack has a favorite Christmas memory to share with us. Chris, uh, Jack, welcome, and thanks so much for calling. You're on the air. Uh,
2: you're welcome, uh, <laughs> Pastor Bob. And hello to my family and Tampa and uh, friends in Washington D.C.
1: You have family yeah. in Tampa. Oh yes. Well, you hey Jack, you're going to get a bill from me now. <laughs> now you don't have to send him a Christmas card.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Anyway, I'm, that's great. You have friends in Washington D.C. and family in Tampa. Well, that's, actual
2: classmates that I went to school with in uh, Washington
1: D.C. Yes. Well, I hope they're uh, listening. I hope they're listening.
2: I do, too. They're good Christian folks.
1: All right, Jack, what's your Christmas memory that you want to share?
2: Well, Bob, it was uh, your fault that I had such a good Christmas memory.
1: Oh,
2: boy. It was 2006. Yeah. And and, uh, you challenged us to uh, put a cross up at Christmas and light it up. Yes. You probably don't remember that.
1: Oh, sure I do.
2: Okay. Okay. My wife was we in a nursing home uh, in rehab from back surgery at uh, New Albany Surgery Center. And uh, I came home and put up a 10-foot cross with as many white Christmas lights as I could find, just mm-hmm. covered it, plugged it in, it tested well, left it plugged in, and Went to the nursing home to visit my wife. Came back that evening, power was out. And the folks here on the hill, I live south of Logan, and the folks here on the hill uh, and along the ridge were all standing out in their yards uh, talking and pointing in my direction. So I came, to, came to, over the ridge, over the knoll there, and there lit up was that cross with no power out on the whole on the entire ridge, because I had bought a whole house generator.
1: <laughs> so your cross was the only thing lit up that For evening. For two
2: nights. For two nights.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I loved it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's that's incredible. I love yep. that.
2: And, and and the thing is, when we moved up here in 2002 from uh, down in the Huntington, Ashland, Ironton area, um, we had the first month, we had 12 power outages, which in Lawrence County, we'd only had two in 34 years. I told my wife, I said, I'm getting a generator one of these days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me me share with our listeners what we're talking about. For years, I don't know how many years I've done it every year, I encourage my listeners to get a nativity scene. Everywhere you look, there's Snoopy and SpongeBob's square pants and Reindeer, all, all of these inflatables, and they're kind of cute and all that, but they have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing. Zero zip, zilch, nada. I love Snoopy, but Snoopy has nothing uh. to do with Christmas. So I have encouraged my listeners, get a nativity scene. Put it out in front of your house. It is a witness to what Christmas is all about. And then add a cross. Well, Why? Well, because that finishes the Christmas story. Jesus was born to die. And uh, my hope was that neighbors and friends would go, okay, you got a nativity scene, but why in the world do you have a cross? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you why we have a cross. So uh, all across Ohio, People have put up nativity scenes, and they've added a cross. In fact, we even had a name for, him, for it, From the Manger to the Cross. And uh, I don't know that it ever turned into a viral movement, but a lot of people put up a nativity scene and added a cross, and I hope and pray that it was an opportunity to to witness to people around them. Well,
2: it wasn't my case, Bob, and I've got a cross up every year.
1: Well, good for you. And
2: uh, since my wife passed away, I have a little memory garden. I have it right under the cross.
1: Oh, bless your heart. How how, how long were you married, Jack?
2: 52 years. Would have been 57 this uh, past October.
1: Well, my wife and I just celebrated our 52nd two days ago.
2: I understand that. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. God has been so good to us. Well, Jack, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Have a have a wonderful blessed Christmas, Jack. Yeah,
2: folks, if you want to give me a good Christmas present and you haven't you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, please do so this year. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen, and they will be receiving the greatest gift ever given. Amen. All right, Jack. God bless you.
2: Thank you. you ah, I
1: love that. The cross was the only thing lit in his old neighborhood. Oh, that's that's wonderful. All right. Uh, I again I've got a stack of stories to share with you. I've got a crazy story out of Illinois, but I'd love to hear your Christmas memories. Ohio, Florida, Washington, DC, give me a call. 877-Bob Live. 877-262-54. 83. Quick intermission, and we'll be back.